Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and this is the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Join me as I get busy with the biggest names in sports and entertainment. We do have our guest. Uh, let's okay. go to him. It is John Leguizamo, of course. He's been in so many movies and so many TV shows, very accomplished actor. Well, he's making his directorial debut, a movie that is out today in all the places you can get video on demand. It's called Critical Thinking, based on a true story about some teens in an underserved area of Miami back in 1998 that ended up going to the National Chess Championship. John, what was it about this role that you had as the, the mentor and about directing it? What about this project drew you in? That they won, right. you know, that they became United States national chess champions from the most unlikeliest of places, you know, Overtown in Miami, which was a, a super tough neighborhood back in the day, is today. And, and uh, you know, first of all, they became regional champs, kicked butt all over the region, then state Florida champs, and then, you know, became that, kicked a Copian. Copian was the biggest uh, national American winner, and and uh, Marcel Martinez beat him in 1998. And that story was so inspiring to me because it shows how much talent, how much genius, how much gifted children are in these co- communities, Latin communities that are that are underserved, where they're defunded public schools, where, where you know there's no damn trickle down economy that doesn't that doesn't exist. That's a myth. And 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 there's only a few of them that get tapped, you know, that they, they find a mentor. These were the lucky ones. Oh, John, this is Jan Wall. I'm a film critic here. I've interviewed you about four times for Tu Wong Fu, for uh, Moulin Rouge, for all kinds of things. Of course, Please. Jan. I know you. Big, big ups to you. Yeah, thank you, dear. Listen, this movie is so damn good. First of all, you're uh, describing it, but you're not describing how funny it is. And uh, <laughs> your character is just a riot. Of course, it's John Leguizamo. So you're this charismatic teacher, reminding me a little bit of the movie Stand and Deliver. Uh, oh, you know, it really, and a little bit of Blackboard Jungle, a little bit of The Great Debaters. Uh, you've got you've got this uh, celebration of funny, witty, charismatic teachers too. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the guy, the original guy, Marcel Martinez, I went to Florida. I, uh, I mean, Ma- Mario Martinez, sorry. Uh, I spent time with him. And the beautiful thing about this man is that, is that he was all in, so unconditional about his love for these guys and what he would do. There was nothing he wouldn't do for them to get them to, to, to where he got them. And it was, you know, it, it was, it was a, a, a very difficult task. Some of them were in trouble. 
Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, it was hard. It's hard to be a ghetto nerd because you don't fit anywhere and you don't right. feel safe anywhere. And he was able to create this elective where the guys had a safe space to be to be nerds, to be bookworms, and and to nurture that. You're a nerd, you know. When I think about it, even <laughs> though you could play something as crazy as, as Toulouse Lautrec or you know a big drag queen, you're still there's this kind of intellectualism to you. You know, you did that one man show. You know, you're, you're very You've got this uh, nerd, ghetto nerd. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely a ghetto nerd. I've always been a street intellectual, and I grew up with lots of street intellectuals. You know, uh, and yeah, we love the word. We love we love book knowledge. Vitamin K, you know, knowledge is the key to everything, and and I believe that. And and so did Mario Martinez. You know, it's, oh, and we it's get to everything. meet the real guys at the end, Rick. We meet the real guys at the end. That is so cool of you, John. Oh, because, you know, they helped me out. You know, I told the guys, I said, I need you here. You've got to make me authentic. I don't want to fudge anything. If it looks fake, please call me out. And, and the five guys, who are now at like 40, were on the set every day, 12 hours a day, <sighs> taking shifts and helping me out. We're speaking with John Leguizamo, Rick Tittle, and Jan Wall, the new movie Critical Thinking, out today, a video on demand. It's interesting, John, when you look at all the, the I said, the movies and, and the TV shows, and we can go on and on. When I heard you were going to be on the show, the first thing that popped into my head was, that's the guy that shot Harrison Ford in the head. You know, it's, it, it's funny I what you think God of. Thank God I've come a long way from that because, you know, that was, that was embarrassing. I mean, here I was a Latin man representing my people because we were, you know, barely existent in, in movies and whatnot, even though, you know, we're, we're, the, second, we're, the, we're the largest minority in America and the biggest voting bloc, 32 million registered voters, we're going to decide the presidency this year. Well, decide uh, it, baby, and do it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm registered already, um, and registering as many people as I can. You know, yeah, I had to play a guy who shot Harrison Ford. It was embarrassing, humiliating, you know, and, but I wanted to hang out with, with Mike Nichols, who was a huge idol to me, and that was my only way as a Latin man to get next to him. Well, that's the thing about directing. Who, who, who have been some of your d- directorial influences as you did it for the first time yourself? Dude, I mean, I, I, I had the luck of working with the greats. I have worked with Baz Luhrmann, Spike Lee, Ava DuVernay, Brian De Palma, Tony and Ridley Scott, mm. uh, Barry Levinson. And, and you know, I, I always sat next to them. I always watched them. I studied them. Asked them. I was the guy who always the nerd asking all the questions. Why three cameras? Why are you using three cameras? Why did you go to the steady cam instead of doing it on on tracks and doing it on dolly? You know, why are you going to the wide angle lens instead of the, you know the long lens? You know, I, I was always asking those questions, and and they were more than happy to elevate me and to educate me. The, uh, the casting on this film, on your critical thinking film, uh, is uh, perfect, spot on. I actually fell in love with uh, the guy from Cuba. I mean, what a beautiful actor. Yes, I, I agree. He, he has an incredible old-school beauty, the yeah, simplicity right? of his work. Right. You know, that it, the economy of, of gesture. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's something that he has that he, that he owns. And, you know, born in Cuba he, and, and from Miami, um, mm, Jeff beautiful. Batista. What do yeah, people, when you're on the street, John, what do people recognize you from? What do they, I mean, do you get the, do you get the queens recognizing you from Tu Wong Fu? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Everybody who, you know, they, according to the demographic, you know, obviously LGBTQ community gives me big ups for Chi Chi Rodriguez and Tu Wong Fu. 
And then my, my hoodies always, you know, Empire and Carlito's Way. Mm-hmm. And then my cinephiles, it's, uh, it's always uh, Spike Lee's movie, uh, Summer Sam. Ah. I got to say, too, I liked you in, in uh, that Waco thing as, as Detective Vasquez because I always think, that, you know, John Leguizamo is going to be this kind of sassy or crazy guy. It was very subdued, and you really showed your vulnerability, I think, in that role. Well, you know, they, that, that, that story is so shocking. And, you know, showing that uh, ATF made a big mistake, you know, and, uh, and there's a, a horrible tragedy that happened. And, and all the detectives, uh, ATF, in Texas were Latin guys, you know, and um, I wanted to represent correctly. You know, I, I really wanted to I spent time with them, talked to, to ATF. I didn't get a chance to talk to the real guy because uh, he, he, he signed some... Uh, some, 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 something with the, the government where he's not allowed to, to comment on it. You know, I'm sorry to sound like a cinematic history nerd, but the history of Hollywood and Hispanics, actually the 1920s, man, I mean, there was some big time in the 30s. Ramon Navarro, yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Yes. Dolores Del Rio. Was, exactly. No, that was a porn star, sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but there was a lot of that. I love yeah, Dolores you know, there, there Del was, Rio. But... Why are you laughing about her? I love her. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, she's Mexican. Yes, yeah, she is. She is. Um, the problem is that look, we're almost twenty percent of the population. If you count my undocumented brothers and sisters, and less than three percent of the faces in front of the camera, less than two percent of the faces behind the camera, less than one percent of the stories being told by Hollywood streamers and networks. That's psychosocial erasure. How can you be in Los Angeles where the population is 50% Latin in Hollywood and then, and then have zero executives mm-hmm. at the studios? In wow. New York City, where I live, Latin people are equal to whites in population. We're 35 to 35. And, and less than 1% of the stories in the New York Times, Daily News, uh, New York Post, uh, New York Magazine are about us. And is forget about editors though? and writers. Is it changing? Too slowly. Too <laughs> no, we have to. We it, have to it's pray. Slow. We and have listen, to keep John, we could talk to you all day. I know you got to get to your next interview. We want to keep your people happy. John Leguizamo, directorial debut, and he's starring in Critical Thinking out Great today. Movie. Video on demand. Highly Great recommend. Movie. Thanks a Thank lot, you. John. I'm, I'm only leaving because I got to talk to Joe Biden right now. For real. For real. For real. Good. <laughs> for real. Good I'm getting Help off him. the phone. Help him, John. <laughs> Love my Joe. All right, thanks, John. Bye, babe. All right, appreciate Bye-bye. it, John Leguizamo. Everybody. You're listening to the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network. Stay tuned for more. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress Five Years Running. Sleep hot. 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All right, check me out. Thank you for that. Welcome back. Hour two of three underway. Rick Tittle with you in San Francisco, but coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure now to be joined by comedian and actor Tim Allen. Of course, you see him on Last Man Standing, which airs on Fox Thursday nights at 8. But he is on the road, in fact, in uh, Vegas tomorrow night at the Mirage, also the uh, day after uh, tomorrow as well. Tim, welcome to the show what what's it like doing Vegas? Because I would just imagine it's just uh, as about as unique as it comes, huh? Well, I've been doing it anyway. Thanks for having me on. I was just uh, sitting here thinking about uh, exactly that. How lucky I am to be able to do a tour. I did forty four cities last year. Not as much as my buddy and who's on my show, uh, Jay Leno. He and I both are still loving uh, stand up because really that's how I started. Jay's out a lot. He keep, he goes out. I mean, like I swear he's out more than anybody I've known. Mm-hmm. Vegas is a very different situation for me. I've been working. It was such a benchmark when I was first starting doing stand up, doing co- comedy clubs around, especially uh, southwest or southeast United States, which I loved. Uh, Atlanta. I loved doing South the Carolinas. It was just my kind of I, weather to be to get out of Detroit. But when Vegas was always like, yeah, let's you know Vegas. And I did the Tropicana, Caesars, uh, uh, Venetian, and now I'm at the Mirage, and it's it's a it's a it's the entertainment mecca. That's what it was when we first started out. And the, but the crowds are very they're you really got to work them. You got to work them because I said this is it, it's beautiful rooms. A beautiful room at the Mirage. When I've been doing this probably five years, moved across from the street, and there's nothing like working in Las Vegas because we have a lot of options there to go see material. And especially Friday night show, if people either coming in for the weekend, so you got to work them because this is a either they just got off work or they're they they've been there and they've been doing a little bit of gambling and a little bit of the partying. So it's a very different than going to concerts. Like if I go Midwest and do well, Keegan, Illinois, let's say, and they're there to see you, and it's a concert and it's a theater and it's a much different environment. I, I like Vegas because it's close to Los Angeles, and I've always been a Vegas guy. No, it's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah, you got like I think the last time I was there, there was eight different Cirque du Soleil's. I mean, there's just a million <laughs> options going on. It's, if you haven't been to Las Vegas, especially lately, it's just an entertainment. And plus, I'm taking my family this time, which is which is not it's not unusual because if I'm there two nights and I'm there Friday and Saturday night, the Mirage. There's so much else to do. And my, well, they're going to go to some shows. My wife goes to shows, and the, the food is incredible for some reason. I don't know where this came from. And all of a sudden, I've been there. When it was the buffets. It was always shrimp cocktail. It was always <laughs> whatever rich people ate, we ate a lot of it in Las Vegas. You know, It, it was the, shrimp, the endless shrimp cocktail buffets. But now it's just absolutely A-plus food, A-plus shopping, and then A-plus entertainment. Well, at least I think so. No, it's fun. And, you know, a, a great question, I think, for someone like you, Marty, 
patting myself on the back, but you've been in the business so long that it used to be working the colleges was great because everybody was, was liberal and they'd laugh at everything and they weren't so stodgy, but Whew, now, now I know, and now colleges, they give you a list, no transgender jokes, no religious jokes, no political, I'm like, well, what's going on? No, this is... This, if I, we had this conversation last night on the set. We shot, uh, uh, we're on hiatus. We just finished three more weeks of season eight, which is amazing to me. And we were talking about it between some of the young actors that were on the, we did a big scene, a bowling scene. So we just sat around in between takes. And I just said, I used words I can't even use talking to you. I mean, I'd have to have a long process. Like I'm, I'm talking about the word mm-hmm. and you have to do this and you have to, abbreviate it and i said when i told them all go look at this you have to look it up it's a lenny bruce bit he did in i think the 60 59 or 60 about what the staff was in a restaurant and you can't i point to it because it changed my life about what words it words it when i grew up it was sticks and stones can break our bones but words will never hurt us right. and my mom said that all the time when we were being bullied or being especially by my older brothers mm-hmm. but called you names and it meant something now it's completely on its ear words mean everything and actions are take a back seat and all of a sudden you have to explain words that you've used that's not what i mean by it there's no intent by it and it's what I don't like is thought police, people telling me what my intent is. Yeah. I'm not saying what I'm, that the word isn't egregious. If you think it's egregious, that's great. But I do not mean that by this. I use it as a, 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 a expletive. And it said, I don't know what happened. I find it. I find it because I'm a politically kind of savvy guy, philosophy major in college, if you will. And I've looked, I look at uphill. And jokes, for me, jokes... I, I go uphill, and I try to find out where the source of the material is, and then from the source I can make a joke. But when I go back there and use it, I have to explain. And this one I can say, when I was a kid, we had a lot of cats. So when my we were being babies, and babies in the house, my mom would call us little pussy cats, And that's shortened to being little pussies. You guys, come on. Mm-hmm. And that's this these days, <laughs> and it all was about cats. It had nothing to do with females. <laughs> and I... I used to. I have to say this sometimes on stage. If this comes out, this is what I mean by it. it's a cat reference because my mom thought that we had this big cat named uh, Tigger or something. And every time he got near, it, it just rolled over. <clears throat> See, you're being a little pussy cat. I want you to get him, get out there, and figure out how to do your chores or whatever it was my mom said. And you have to all of a sudden explain this stuff because people go, "Why are you saying that?" I'm not being offensive. On the other hand, well, I always I said this to my daughters and i almost said it to this group last night men why would it why is it so strange that men you know all we talk about all we think about all we design our lives are is is for the approval of women somehow we always talk it's all men talk about Mm -hmm. and yet do not call me a woman (laughs) i think it's the weirdest thing that hey quit being a girl you'd think you'd go hey thanks (laughs) yeah that's great i'm glad you did that I don't know where the politically correct thing came from. The dangerous thing is when it's I hear it and I write it down, and when we're writing our political slant on our show, you write. I watch all three cable news networks, and how often you hear the word "we think." Yeah, we see this. It's obvious to us, and I always I'm yelling at the screen. Are we talking about the four of you in that counter you're talking at, or 
I don't like being included in, in groupthink, especially as a comedian. But on this, on the flip side of this, the same thing is the same political parties. I underneath it all, I've always been grew up with seven, six brothers and two sisters, and I I, I know the male perspective so well that it's I'm oblivious to it. But the real politics to me is men and women, and it's always been that way. And it's funny that this 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 last tour I got off, I'm able to talk about how amazing women are and how little I know about them. And I've, I've raised daughters. I came from mostly boys, and now I've got daughters. And I'm still, like, oblivious. I'm watching them communicate and going, I have no idea why this is so important <laughs> to them. And someone listening to me right now is going to take an issue with Tigger, has no idea that's Winnie the Pooh. Right. Somehow, someway, it's going to get you in trouble. It's, it's crazy. It gets you in trouble. I said, and who is the police of this? That's where it gets a little bit... Where I get, I made these jokes about there's a people on a dais wearing berets that make a decision for you. I went from the trying to plant trees in in, in low, just unattractive neighborhoods in North Hollywood, where I'm where my business is, and to try to put trees in, you go up against a dais of unelected people that I make jokes that look like the Communist Party, where they are deciding what kind of trees I can give them. It's a, and they came up with these. They're unelected people who have a group think of what they think. And this is how Los Angeles got all these palm trees that don't really belong here. When you have what feels like a good idea, and we said, I was joking about this with a group of people, the two parties to me represent, it's a designer and a contractor. Contractor being represented by the conservatives, and the designer is the liberals. The the. the the designer will go, I want windows that are 40 foot tall where the sun shines in the living room. The contractor goes, well, that's not really going to be possible without moving the roof line and all the joists to the outside, which is going to be pricey. I don't care how you do it. I just want it beautiful. <laughs> and the contractor goes, well, I'm not sure that's actually going to work. Just make it work. And then then later on, the, the designer goes, it's twice as much money. I don't have the money. Well, you asked me to make it work. This is what it costs to work. And I said the practical application of this, and that—that that is where I get into these conversations on the college level. Don't even do them anymore. There's most of my contemporaries won't even do colleges because you have to explain so many things. This is what I meant by that. Yeah, and then companies are so panicked about losing money that they let dumb people win. Like I remember Max Bredos said, "Who will find the chink in the armor to stop Jeremy Lin?" And they go, "Ah, oh, you said chink. You're racist." <laughs> And then the guy at the Australian Open said, Serena Williams is using guerrilla warfare. Racist. Wait a minute. No, it's a different word. That guy almost killed himself after he got fired. He had so much hate mail. I get it. And I said, this is, I, there's a part of me that's an anarchist as a stand-up comedian. That's what I, I love about stand-up comedian is tell joke, get check. There is no middleman. So I'm, I'm working without a net. And literally... What I do to diffuse it is I'm going to say a bunch of these things, and here's what I mean by that. So you cannot tell me that I'm telling you, you might not believe that I believe that, but I'm not going to be. I'm not offensive. It's not really that. I, I use ex expletives. Definitely my show in Vegas is not for 18-year-old and under. I don't like doing this in front of my daughters. No, mostly because I use 
F-bombs now and then. That's basically it. My wife disagrees. She goes, a lot of this stuff kids shouldn't hear about babies being born and mm-hmm. uh, you know, body parts, the, how ugly they are and that sort of thing. But it mostly it's about relationships and me growing up. And I have to, when I have to explain this stuff, if you, as I tell the staff on my last man standing, when you have to explain a joke, it's no longer a joke. Right. And I said, this is where... I said, there, there's, I think Kevin Hart pushes it. I, I know Dave Chappelle pushes it. Jim Gaffigan's smart enough that he's able to bend around the rules because he just has smart humor. I'm not that smart. My, my, I, I'm, I'm, the guys that I loved was Lenny Bruce, who, again, it, it finally destroyed him. You know, mm-hmm. He got too serious about his comedy. And Pryor. You know, he changed my life. Every time I saw him in, in person, he was able to be self-effacing. I didn't know what, obviously I know what race he, he presented himself at, but he was past all of that. He was so funny, I didn't know what. He, he was just a, a wonderful man. And that's what I love about comedy, when it gets into the center section, that's something we're all relating to. I just want to get in. If you come into comedy shows, don't be so sensitive. Open up. This is about getting, this is about getting laughs. There's nothing... About this, I don't want you to laugh. I want you to laugh. As hard as Pryor made me laugh, changed my life. As hard as I, I loved laughing that hard. There he is, Tim Allen. Wish I had more time. Remember to check out Last Man Standing in its eighth season on Fox Thursday night at 8. But this weekend at the Mirage, check him out Friday and Saturday. If you're a Sun Devil down there in Tempe, go to Gamage on the 9th and then June 5th in Amarillo at the uh, Civic Center and June 6th in San Antonio at the Majestic Theater. Tim, man, I'd love to have you on again, man. We are just getting started. Anytime, buddy. Thanks for having me. All right. Good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. You're listening to the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Stay tuned for more. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress Five Years Running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You guys will wear jerseys for teams that you're not even on. (laughs) But you think you're on the team? You'll be like, yeah, last night, I guess we just didn't score enough. Last night, I guess we just didn't play enough defense. We? The Redskins don't need you. Okay, that's like me watching Grey's Anatomy in Scrubs. 
be getting your granny panties all in a bunch. We got Rick Tittle up in here. Welcome back to Sports Byline USA, coast to coast, border to border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Polly Shore, a longtime comedian and movie actor. He's here to talk about a new film that's brand new out from Lionsgate right now. It's called Guest House with Steve O and a lot of other guys from the store. And Polly, I'm a comedy nerd and I've been interviewing comedians for years. And whenever I get a chance, whether it's the cellar in New York or, or, or the store down there, I always go. In fact, I was at the comedy store. I was in the OR about five days before the pandemic shut everything down. How have you guys been uh, handling it down there? Well, it's not good. I mean, it's the whole thing is not good. I mean, you know, um, I just think it's really sad. I think there's a way to survive and live w- without shutting the world down. Um, and I think the way that the governors have gone about this is just all wrong. I mean, I think that businesses are hurting, and I don't know. It's just, you know, we'll, we'll, obviously we're going to get through it, you know, and we'll we'll surpass this, but I just think it sucks that, you know, you can, you know, I've been doing shows. I did Utah, Salt Lake City a couple weeks ago. We did fine. We just did half capacity shows. I did Miami Beach. They they were sitting on top of each other because they don't care about that in there. But I think with California, I think it's disgusting. Uh, I think, you know, I was born and raised in California my whole life, and I think what they're doing is wrong. I get people are dying, but I also get people have to live. And I think if you you you, you sit away from each other, you, you separate, you wear masks, you wash your hands, you can go out and live your life. So it's pretty sad. I think it sucks. And speaking of the store, I actually bought Showtime just so I could watch that Mike Binder Doc, I, I absolutely loved it, and I know you had a you and your bro, you had a, a part in it as well. When you sit back and you and you watch it and the ups and downs of that place and and all your mom did to represent comedy in that scene, what what was it like when you saw the finished product? Mm, it's kind of hard for me, you know, because my mom and dad have died, mm-hmm. and um, that you know, so it's like a triple, you know. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's not like I'm happy-go-lucky Polly watching this and oh, this is so fun. You know, it's like it's heavy. You know, it's my mom. I mean, everyone else looks at her as this lady that you know she's she started comedy and blah blah blah. You know, like I look at her as my mom. You know, just like you have a mom. So it's hard. You know, and. You know, like when you're sitting up there in your mom's office and, and like, I think Mike Binder said, you know, I don't even think I've ever been up here. When you're sitting there in your mom's office looking around at everything, I mean, you can't help but be nostalgic for all that, right? As far as what? What do you mean? You know, just you see, you know, you just think about the, the times when your mom was running that place and, and, you know, making or breaking careers really with some of the decisions she made. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm happy that the, her office is still exactly the way it is. You know, my brothers have left it that way, and I guess we've left it that way for that reason, because, you know, even though physically she's not there, she's, uh, she's, her spirit is there. So you almost like you get rid of that office, and then you're getting rid of her almost, which, I don't know, it sounds a little corny, but, you know, uh, 
you know, that's her that's her place, you know, she's the one that built it, no one else. And um and I think that's you know, why people really respect the club is 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 cuz of her. Um and what she did. So it's, you know, it's uh you know, she gave the stage, she gave stages to these comedians to develop their craft and take chances and um and, you know, you want to kind of like keep that there, you know? Yeah. And, and plus the people who got known as store guys, you know, like I was lucky enough to see Kinnison and, and of course Letterman back in the day, but it's almost like a family. Like I think a couple of years ago I was down in the main room and they had a, a, a best of, and it was Argus and it was Yakov and it was, it was Marin. It's almost like these guys are your family members, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a family of brothers. Um, I'm in Vegas right now, and out here there's a lot of comics from the store. You know, I was with Alan Stevens last week. He's he's here. Carl LeBeau is here. He's actually dying of cancer right now, which is pretty heavy. And you got guys like Steve Pearl and Steve Kravitz. All these different guys are living out here. And uh, so, um. Yeah, Jimmy Walker, I talked to Louis Anderson's out here, Harry Basil's out here. So yeah, we all they all kind of babysat me, all took care of me and they're all, you know, my family. Yep. A couple more questions for Polly Shore and we'll get to guest house here in, in just a second. But you know, over the years whoever comes to the punchline or Cobbs, they lucky enough for me to, to get the headliners on my show in person. So I've got to know Bobby Lee and he told me road stories, and and Ari is another one of my favorites. Ari, Ari Shafir, Steve O's been in as well. I know uh, that he's in the movie, and I just think about those road stories. I remember watching that documentary with you, and you know you'd be in the middle of nowhere, and someone's like, "Hey, aren't you uh, Polly Shore?" I mean, you you can't help but get recognized everywhere you go. Still to this day, you have a very unique look, right? Yeah, I'm so handsome, you know. People are like, aren't you that guy? No. No, I, you know what? It's weird. Is I, I still, to this day, am in shock. Everywhere I go, people know me. And it's, it's very weird because I'm like, well, maybe I did something that people enjoyed. And, you know, I'm so, I'm so hard on myself, you know. I'm, I'm so, like, even when relationships with women, it's so hard for me to, like, really trust and let go of control and 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 let someone in you know um i just started the process with adopting a puppy so i have a puppy now so it feels really nice to come home and have someone here in just unconditional love and um so i don't know when people come up to me and they say they say things to me um oh i saw this or that it's it's pretty remarkable, you know, and, and I try to um, let it in as opposed to being kind of surfacy and being like, oh, okay, great. You know, like I really try to listen to what they're saying because the stuff that they're saying is pretty is pretty special and it means a lot and it makes me feel, and it's part of the reason that I keep going, you know, um, because, you know, I've connected with some, you know, some some way, you know, with people and it's, it's pretty nice, you know, and all we're talking all races and all ages. It's not just, you know, one demographic. So I'm very honored and very, you know, 
happy and, and, and fortunate, you know, that, that uh, whatever I did, stu- it stuck. You know, it stuck, you know. There's no doubt, and we're about the same age. So I saw your, your career when you were white hot, about as hot as you can get. And then, of course, a lot of times show business will chew you up and, and, and spit you out. And you didn't go away. You, you, you stuck through it, and you're still going. What, what was that like when, you know, you're at the top, and then everyone's like, ah, he's old news, and then you come back again? Well, it's, I think it's similar to what everyone got thrown with this pandemic. I mean, no one ever expected this would happen. I mean, there's probably so many horror stories out there of what this has done to people's lives that haven't even scratched the surface yet. So I think life is about shifting, you know, and that's what I did. You know, uh, when things were hot, things were hot. And I almost purposely sabotaged myself and my career, excuse me, not myself, but my career, so I could connect with people. Because if you really think about my life growing up in Beverly Hills and at the comedy store and MTV and the movies, I mean, I had, I want to say a silver spoon, but it was, you know, it was, uh, I mean, I had, I, I worked for it, I did, you know, put in my time and all that stuff, but I was, you know, around, you know, it's cradled by the comics in the store and MTV and movies. And I, and when I turned 30, 35, whatever it was, I'm like, you know what? Screw this. Like, I want to be alone. I want to, I want to be alone. I don't want to be with, you know, my big agents. I don't want to be with my managers. I don't want to be starring in films. I don't want to be, I just want to connect. And that's to me when I really became a, a, I don't want to say a great comic, but that's to me when I became more relatable. And that's to me, you know, was when my career really took off, which was when I did Polly Shore is Dead. And, and, you know, that was 20 years ago. And if you look back on the stuff I've done, I've done tons of stuff from then till now. Um, but I've done it by myself, kind of under the radar, and I got really good at directing and producing and writing and, and acting and, and graphics and music and mixing and online stuff. I learned how to make stuff. I can make anything with any budget someone gives me because I put myself in a situation where I, was, I spit myself out on the street, you know what I mean, because I never had that. And, you know, looking back on it now, you know, it was, it was something that was inside of me. Um, like, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling this thing anymore. I got I to gotta go, go and be, be alone. And so, you know, I'm able to make stuff because of my career slowing down. You know, I Very just shifted into, what? No, I'm getting the sign that I got to wrap it up. I know you got another interview. I got about a hundred more questions for you, but I want to make sure everybody checks out Guest House. It is an outrageous, raunchy comedy. Pauly Shore plays a guest that will not leave Steve O, Bobby Lee, Chris Kattan, Eric Griff, and a lot of others in it. It's available now on DVD uh, from Lionsgate. Pauly, let's catch up again, it's, man. It's it was great having on, you. It's on, it's on Netflix. It just came on Netflix today. Oh, awesome. It's on Netflix as well. Let's let's catch up again, man. All right, my man. Stay up. And I love House of Nanking. That's my favorite spot in San Francisco. No doubt about it. I know where that is. Polly Shore, everyone. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports.
This has been the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.